0: Hello, and welcome to Elkan's Word for today, the audio devotional. God bless you as you listen. Series title, Hagar, Day 4, God's Gripe with Hagar. In reading the Hagar story, Many Christians, including well-meaning preachers, forget the symbolic nature of inspired historical documentation and stretch the meaning of the Eger narrative to think God has a problem with Eger, her son Ishmael and his eventual descendants, the Ishmaelites. As a child, I used to hear preachers refer to practitioners of a particular religion in my neighborhood as children of the bondwoman, which was all to me since they looked more like children of my mother. Even now... Many still refer to Abraham's relationship with Agar as a cult mystic whose repercussions we still have to deal with today, especially in the Middle East. These sentiments unfortunately betray a shallow understanding of the style and purpose of biblical, especially Old Testament, narration. The Old Testament is not a history book of humanity, neither is it the family album of a particular ethnic race. While the events it records are historical and refer to real persons, events and nations, the specific stories are curated and documented to pass across a specific message, the Gospel message. And if we miss the spiritual motivation of the inspired writers and read the Bible just like regular historical, scientific or cultural literature, we'll end up seeing oxen instead of preachers, seeing serpents instead of the cross, and yes, seeing Eger and Ishmael as some Middle Eastern people, and not humanity as a whole, according to Deuteronomy 25, verse 4, 1 Corinthians 9, verse 9, Numbers 21, verse 7 to 9, John chapter 3, verse 14, and Genesis chapter 21, verse 10, and Galatians chapter 4, verse 24. Agar was not the only concubine Abraham had, and Ishmael was not the only non heir child of ease. Abraham had at least eight sons before he died, according to Genesis chapter 16, verse 15, Chapter 21, verse 2 to 3, chapter 25, verse 1 to 4, and all sons went on to become great nations just because of their relationship with Abraham, according to Genesis 21, verse 13. The literal, physical Agar and her son Ishmael were both favored of God and received covenant blessings from him, according to Genesis chapter 16, verse 9 to 13, chapter 17, verse 20, and Genesis chapter 21, verse 13. Nevertheless, the faithlessness surrounding Hagar's pregnancy and the violence of Ishmael upon Isaac were specifically documented in scripture for the purpose of explaining the gospel message. Hence, it is a matter of no little irony that when the New Testament referred back to the Hagar story in Galatians 4, verse 21-31, it did not see the matriarch of Arabs or even Muslims. She was described rather as the mother of the unbelieving Jews of Paul's day, who, interestingly, were physical descendants of Sarah. As Paul explains, the agar story was not documented by Moses as a material of perpetual animosity between two ethnicities living in the Middle East today, or between two world religions, but to point out the two different ways of getting God's blessing of righteousness. One was by physical effort, the way of all humanity, the other was by faith in the promise, the gospel. If we miss this understanding of Agar and Ishmael in the Bible, we'll be doing both ourselves and our evangelical cause much damage because as Peter aptly said in Acts chapter 10, verse 34 to 35, God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation, the man who has fear of him and does righteousness is pleasing to him. Amen. More blessings await you today. You will not miss them in Jesus' name.
1: This was an audio recording of Elkin's Word for today, the WhatsApp devotional by Greg Elkan. For more information and other edifying resources, visit us at www.gregelkin.com. That's G-R-E-G-E-L-K-A-N.com. You can send your comments or questions by WhatsApp to 234-813-664-2912. Two three four eight one three six six four two nine one two. God bless you.